What, what are we calling this? Uh, I don't know if we had a name. I, what is it? Today I learned. Sure. Today I learned. Welcome to today I learned. Can I play? Uh, can I play uh, uh, intro music? Yes. You can pick whatever intro music you would like. Okay. Here goes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nixon wins again. <laughs> All right, we are uh, we are reflecting after episode two of the Resistance. My name is Matt Connor. I'm your host. I am here with Jay Kirkpatrick. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm not sure how to proceed after that intro. Jay is uh, responsible for all things audio and yeah, you want to uh, video him? too. Uh, my video responsibilities are really pretty lax right now. We don't because this is a podcast. There's no video. That's a bad joke. All right. Do we Start call it a vod- <laughs> vodcast? A vodcast. Yeah, you can be. Uh, we'll be V. Is that like VJs and vodjays? So you're like P- Polly Shore of the vodjays, and I'll be Kurt Loader. <laughs> Why can't I be? I'm Adam Curry with I'll my be, current haircut. I'll be, Je- like, I'll be Janine Garofalo, and that'll be or Jan- like Carson Daly. Was Janine Garofalo Wait, Carson on MTV? Da- that was VH1. Uh, she was. She was a VJ way back. I I hope so. I feel like I remember her being a VJ. I mean, do you remember Downtown Julie Brown? Oh, Downtown Julie Brown. Man, I totally forgot that name, but now I just pulled it out. Anyway, we're reflecting on um, we're reflecting on episode two, um, which was actually um, a great episode with um, TV and film writer Lynn Renee Maxey, um, who you uh, should know from the hit series The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I don't know about you, but what I loved about this episode so much was her pointing out the fact that the resistance never changes that it um that it may ask different questions of you but it always makes you question yourself so she starts by saying um i knew i've always wanted to be uh, a writer ever since she was eight years old and she had nothing to show for it so there's this there's this sense in which i think we all want someone else to know that what we're doing is valid yeah so i want i want you to know that the thing i'm doing is right and good and valid and that i'm not wasting my time and by everyone's measure of productivity, by everyone's measure of how much money we could be making versus what we are, or how big it is versus how small it feels, whatever it is. And so for me, what I loved is here's this person who is, she has stood on the stage to accept an award, right? Yeah. She is like, like right now, it is like the hype of all things is this new season of The Handmaid's Tale. And she's describing to us the fact that she is now worried, what if this is the last thing I ever do? What if there's no further validation? And that's just something I can relate with wholeheartedly. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah. When listening to her, realizing the the level she is at, realize it. Because, you know, in some senses, we work with this thing in the back of our mind going, once we get there, once these things are accomplished, like, we kind of picture ourselves what we'll be like, you know, where we, the things we will and won't struggle with. And, you know, right now, you know, you've got you've got a family kid. I've got a family, three kids and the validation and just, you know, my wife comes home who is a doctor. I married up. Um, she's a doctor of psychology. So she comes home. She goes to a job all day long, a university and comes home and she's run programs and she's teaching classes and. And I'm sitting in the basement, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and some of you, most of you don't know who I am. Some of you might, uh, but I'm also a musician. I play 
professionally for a touring musician called uh, named Josh Garrels. I'm the bass player. Um, also do a lot of studio stuff. Do a lot of home studio stuff. Do a lot of uh, anything I can um, to make money doing music. And for the most part, I make a living doing it. And uh, but there's still that 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 part of you know those who are musicians who are artists writers that that part of you know like like Maxie talked about um, sitting alone writing creating recording and then the people that you know that go nine to five every day come they see you or your husband or your wife come home and and they're like what'd you do all day that's that's the question i dread from my wife sometimes (laughs) what'd you do all day it's like well i worked on uh a banjo part and uh and then i you know uh worked on it some more and uh almost got it done you know <laughs> i worked on some some of this stuff and that stuff and you know there's no money in our bank account because of it right now you know but it's this long game kind of thing but the validation part of of feeling even as you're accomplishing it again i do it for you do it for a living but for the most part there is no you know i work construction as well just to keep my sanity you don't build something and you're done at the end of the day a lot of times and you walk away and you get it tomorrow, build something and you're done at the end of the day. The the gratification of that built thing within a short amount of time with what we do, um, but also communicating what you do to other people is sometimes, even if you're accomplished, the most nerve wracking, self-conscious thing because you're trying to convince people, even if you're successful, that you're successful. <laughs> That what you do has worth. Yeah. And that is a never ending thing from the first time I started traveling with a band, getting paid $50 a week sometimes, you know, traveling in a van to making a lot of money doing it. It's you're trying to convince people that you're not an irresponsible guy in your mom's basement <laughs> or your, your basement <laughs> while your wife's working. Your yeah, it's like, you know, oh, it's great. Your wife can, can do that. So you can do what you want. You know, you're like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. I make money. I, I swear. <laughs> I'm real. I'm valid. I like what I do is right and good. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think we all feel that. And, and it's just so clear from, from our conversation today with Lynn, um, how much, and, and I appreciate her vulnerability in, in sharing that, that the resistance will never, stop um that the resistance never settles in the rearview mirror that the resistance is actually always very active um and very interested in stopping us from doing the next thing and it doesn't matter how many victories we have the reality is the next victory is always going to be just as hard as the first one was and we might as well just get used to it yeah and that other thing she talked about too just man that blows my mind uh, that she talked about was uh making it up as she goes along you know this idea it's almost the uh the you're pretending kind of thing you know you don't want people i was i saw this uh this cartoon on a, a guy's desk that i used to work with and it's a picture it's a far side and it's this uh big group of people in the woods following this dog and it's just, and he, I guess they're like searching out like a posse, you know, and it's this bloodhound and there's like, you know, 50 people with guns and torches and, you know, whatever posses carry. And, uh, the dog has a little bubble ab- above its head that says, I can't smell a damn thing. <laughs> and this idea of like, of, of that, that, you know, you're going and people are looking to you because you're successful or they think that you know what you're doing. And most of the time you're like, I don't have any clue just what I'm doing. You're that you Tropic go. Thunder, you know. I'm just a dude 
playing another dude pretending to be another dude, you know, that kind of thing where you're like, if people realized that I was not, that I had no clue what I was doing, they would not be looking to me. They would, they would not hire me, you know, if they knew really. So I'll just, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't know how to pretend, I guess. Uh, I don't, it's the wrong word, but I just got to kind of put it out there and keep it together and just move through the woods like that dog moving through the woods and act like I see and sniff and, you know, hopefully I'll have some successes and hopefully people will keep hiring me kind of thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of the way it goes, no matter what, you know, level you're at, I feel like for the most part for me. So, man, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that's so relatable to all of us that really all of us are making it up as we go. Um, which I think in some ways can let us know, trust the instinct inside of you, Yeah. no matter how crazy it feels. Um, do the thing that do the next thing, do the next thing that you feel like you're supposed to do. And, um, whatever that is, no matter how hard it sounds, no matter what resources you lack or expertise you think you don't have, the reality is we're all in the same boat. Yeah. We're all pretending to be a dude. Except for He's me. He's playing another dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> dude. Except for you. Except for me, I know. You're, yeah, you know. Matt knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Lynn for, uh, for chatting with us. And thanks to you for uh, listening to... Yeah, that's riffing. We'll be back next week with episode three. <laughs>